0: pretties it's Chrissy and it's Heather and a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a uh oh yes just a
1: quick warning yes the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life nostalgia silliness deep thinking and nonsense if you're averse to any of these ingredients the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you so talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program
0: let's get into it I've got a grab bag of topic for you. Mm -hmm. It's something that I did not know that I wanted to talk about until I walked into the studio today. Grab bag for both of us. Yes. Um, Let's roll with that. Because before we got started, I made a trip down the hall to the restroom. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in, I saw taped to the door a sign that I see in almost every lady's room. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about how there's always something that happened that made the rule necessary. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the sign that I saw said, ladies, please do not flush anything but toilet paper. Right. And I always see that. And I think gross.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I know that somebody had to clean something up that. Mm-hmm. Made that sign necessary, yeah,, nasty. and so I just kind of wondered, like what <laughs> do they have that in the men's room, or is it just us? Oh, it's just us, it's gotta be just us,
1: I mean, and i'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and speak for the men's room and say it's just us because you know, when you like the line is long for the ladies' room, I don't see any signs in the men's room. I also think the men's room is always yuckier, like it's just always.
0: Well, I think they have a less complicated system. Yeah, true story. Mm -hmm. So you do go in the men's room if the ladies' room line is too long? I will. I will, too. I mean, it's a bathroom. Everything's going to
1: be gender neutral soon anyway, so.
0: I figure, (laughs) I mean, I know some people may be more um, reserved than I am, but I figure if you've gotten this far in your life and you haven't haven't seen what I've got, (laughs) then... It's time. <laughs> Plus, you don't see it. I mean, you're in a stall. It's right. No, no. I know some people who, when they go into a public restroom, and there are other people in there, they will turn on the faucet to drown out whatever is going on with them.
1: Uh-huh. I would I would um, flush at the oh, same time. Oh, and
0: try to time it so that it's at the same <laughs> yeah, time as the absolutely, flush? Absolutely, 100%. But what yeah. if the flush is done and, and you're still doing things well they're usually like it's a really long flush it's pretty good it's a pretty good system you should try it out just- I'll have <laughs> to practice my timing well. it works pretty well um, okay yeah. <laughs> so that's that's something that I did not know that I was gonna be wondering about but but I did wonder it so I wanted to find out now that I know that about you we've set we've set the, we've, the we've foundation set the, for yeah. that I wonder lightning round questions here all right lightning round oh, yeah I'm ready If you could only store one type of food in your pocket, what would it be?
1: If I'm storing it in my pocket, like, does it have to be a food that can be stored in a pocket or does it stay okay in my pocket? like what?
0: it's your pocket you can you can put whatever in there that you want
1: like I'm like I would pick chocolate covered almonds but I want to know are they going to melt like like so or, do, I have, do I have a do I have a bionic pocket or are we just talking about your regular run-of-the-mill pocket here I
0: would say your regular run-of-the-mill
1: pocket all right what would I store in my pocket um it would probably be like walnuts like some kind of nut that's so
0: crazy, because I was going to say the same thing. Nuts. What? Yeah. Of course. Of course you were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they they last a long time. Protein. Chances are I'm going to forget that they're in my pocket. Right. I don't know how edible they are after they've been through the wash.
1: Because
0: mm. chances are also strong that I'm going to forget they're in there and I'm going <laughs> to wash my pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> were you going to say
1: walnuts specifically, or were you just going to say nuts? I was going to say walnuts. Well. <laughs> I know that's weird guys I want you all to remember that Heather and I actually don't know each other that well we just find out every time we're together
0: that we're kind of the same person we decided that this show would be a really fun way to become friends um you know what 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 more authentic thing could we do than turn on the microphones and get to know each other so far I like her yeah she's pretty cool <laughs> okay so here's another question if you had the chance to eat, these are all food related so far. If you had a so, chance, we went from bathroom to food. Okay, cool, Heather. <laughs> it's the right idea today. Process. <laughs> so, if you had a chance to eat dessert for breakfast every day, which would you choose? Dessert I mean, you could. for breakfast for breakfast for breakfast. And you're you're grown up. You can do whatever you want. You can eat breakfast. You can eat dessert for breakfast. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah. What would you choose? Honestly, I
1: don't. I don't eat a lot of dessert and I don't choose a lot of sweet breakfast foods. I don't prefer to start my day with sweet stuff. So I would pick eggs. I would still <laughs> I would still pick normal breakfast. I'm sorry, Heather. So
0: if I come to dinner at your house and it's time for dessert, you're going to bring me eggs?
1: No, I'm saying I don't
0: <laughs> want to start my day with dessert. I just don't want to. I hear you. I haven't had dessert in seven years. Really? Yeah. I, w- wow. I went sugar free. Hmm. on January 1st, 2012. Really? Is that seven years? I don't know. I don't do math. No math, math was. Yeah. But yeah, I have not had dessert. Like, no ice cream? Nope. No um, creme brulee? No. The no? Great British Baking Show? All stuff <sighs> I can't eat. Does it? Do you miss it? No. You know how you were talking about alcohol? Yeah, and I don't miss it. Yeah, that was sugar for me. Yeah. It was, it had taken over my life. I could not moderate it. And it was taking up way too much of my time thinking about how I could get more sugar and more sweets. Hmm. I rearranged my life so that I could have it. And finally, and I crashed so many times and tried so many times, like a, like trying to quit smoking. You know, when I do tobacco cessation work with people and I'm not a, I've never smoked but I have had to deal with addiction Been hooked on something absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. and it took um, having my second child and I convinced myself that sugar was causing Stomach upset for him. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if it actually was or not. But that was what was like the thing that I held on to as my motivation. And Mm -hmm. I remember going to. You were doing it for your kid. Doing it for my kid. Mm -hmm. And I went to my friend's New Year's Day party, their open house. And I just remember having this solid, confident knowledge that I was going to be fine around all of the sweets that would have completely tormented me Mm -hmm. before. And um, I've, I've been clean ever since.
1: Isn't that funny? Like, that's how I am with alcohol, too. Like, I can go to a bar. I'm the first person to go to a bar and hang out. And I know that, like, there are people who are, you know, chemically emotionally physically whatever dependent on alcohol and that that's a very triggering kind of setting for them it's just not for me it was just one day i said i don't like you do whatever you want it's fine i just don't want to be drunk i don't want to be drunk i don't like the way i feel and i think that it sounds like for sugar for you you didn't like the way you felt for whatever
0: reason no and it was preventing me from being present with people because i was so distracted Really? Yeah. I I remember going on vacation. I had this ritual that we would I would get candy on Saturday and I would eat my candy. And that was so important to me. Like it was something that I've I was still in the mindset of I've earned this like I was Mm -hmm. good. And now I've earned to have this candy. And I remember we would go to um, Fresh Market where they have that little section with all of the different types of chocolates and everything yeah, in the yeah. jars, mm-hmm. and I would I would fill up my little bag, and that would be like my candy, mm-hmm. and that was my ritual, and I was really, really hooked on it, and then there was a time when we were traveling on a road trip, and I it was Saturday, and it was my candy day, and I did not have any candy, and I was really put out that I was going to miss my candy time. Now, this was before I had figured out that I can make my own rules in life and I, I can eat whatever I want to whenever I want to. Right. I was still stuck in the I have to be good and then I can have this reward. And candy was my reward. And I remember feeling so conflicted because I wanted to be present with my family during our vacation vacation. And I was so distracted by the fact that I should be eating candy right now. And I'm not. Huh. And I knew. And that was one of. Then that was years before I quit. Hmm. And and that's the level of bother that it was for me. And, and I think we probably all. Everybody has something like that. That it's it's easier to have none than even a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I mean i don't know i don't know if everybody has
1: that thing maybe not i think that you know i think that i don't know and for me i have found that i can have a little alcohol once in a while like i did i didn't think that was possible for me i didn't i thought that like i would absolutely never ever ever allow myself another like glass of champagne or something because if i did i you know like all I know of alcoholism is like what you watch and what you read, and you know, and I'm like, I must be that, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. and I thought there was only one solution, you know, um, but I can tell you wholeheartedly a hundred percent I will never be drunk again, like n- no one will ever see me drunk, and I consider myself sober like. like I have t-shirts, you know, that, you know, are like sober AF, you know, it's one of my favorite sweatshirts. And I definitely consider myself sober, because I know what not sober looked like for Mm -hmm. me, you know, and I can have a glass of wine and still, I consider myself sober,
0: you know, like, absolutely. People ask me a lot about being sugar free, Mm -hmm. um, because they're, they want to know the rules like, well, what can I have? What can I have? Right. And it's for me, it's not necessarily sugar as it is the essence of the, of the substance. And that's why I say dessert. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if it's in the category of my brain saying, Ooh, I want some, and like really getting excited about this, this um, scandalous time that we're going to have, having mm-hmm. this forbidden thing. Like a pancake? Would you do a pancake? Yes. Pancakes a pancake are is not okay. a problem. Okay. That's but not, not a muffin. Not a, really oh no hmm. no because it's just the way that you categorize things of like where your boundaries are and it's your are. own rule it's yeah. my rule yeah mm-hmm. and the one time that it got me in trouble is you know I like to run marathons mm-hmm. and she part- likes to run marathons <laughs> <laughs> and I was really really proud of the fact that I was running a marathon I was running marathons without Um, and I was not using honey stinger or goo or, you know, any of the fuels that are Mm -hmm. popular that are really just sugar. Right. And I had a race where I completely hit the wall and bonked and and I had a horrible, horrible experience and I really messed myself up. And because I got my electrolytes all out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so I finished that that event. And then I Came home and I immediately called um, a friend of mine whose husband was a sports nutritionist expert and um, got connected with a sports nutritionist who helped me bridge the gap because clearly I needed to have sugar in my running Mm -hmm. because my brain needed it. Mm -hmm. But I was afraid to incorporate it into my life. You were afraid it life. would trigger you. I was afraid it would bring me back to mm-hmm. a place where I was determined I would never go to again. And so I did have to create new rules and learn to trust myself with some forms of sugar for strategic purposes. And I've been able to kind of compartmentalize that. Do you feel like it,
1: it was like a psychological dependency to sugar? That, like that kind of preoccupation
0: with it and? I honestly don't know. Yeah. It, was, it felt very physical. Yeah, it felt very, very physiological. Hmm. Of you know, just, um, I mean, when I first went sugar free, my mouth would water at the thought of sugar. Yeah, and sweets, and now it doesn't at all. Hmm. It's it's a complete non-issue. Hmm. that's so interesting. How yeah. we can change ourselves? It yeah. really is. Okay, I have another question for you. What is one thing? You should never say at a wedding. Um, have you heard of
1: uh, a black party? No. The black party is like what people do when they get divorced and they want to celebrate it. <laughs> oh, I, so, I just call that a divorce party. Yeah, so a divorce party. I guess one thing you should not say at a wedding is the next time I see you. <laughs> We'll be at your black party <laughs> oh no never say that oh
0: my gosh i was gonna say good luck yeah because <laughs> most of the time when i say something sincere it comes out sounding sarcastic good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if i say something sarcastic it comes out sounding sincere can't can't wait to see how this one turns out yep. mm-hmm. or you look so much better than last time
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah, I Maybe like this, this one. I take.
0: I like this yeah. one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another question. What three things do you want to be remembered for?
1: What three?
0: Th- um, What's I the actually, Chrissy legacy?
1: I read, um, I read this great article a while back, and it was basically like you should aspire to be missed, and mm-hmm. it was the most beautiful article this guy is a guy named Doug Smith Um, we'll have to put a link up um, so that people can read some of his writing Uh, he's he's a guy who is diagnosed with cancer right now and he's going through cancer and he is doing a lot of reminiscing on watching his dad go through cancer and pass away Um, but he says you know the measure of a life is to be missed and that you want people you want to do so much good you want to connect in such strong ways That, you know, it's not about leaving, you know, a financial legacy or anything like that. It's just about you've done it right if people miss you. You know what I mean? So it doesn't actually answer your question. What are the things you want to be remembered for, you know, but um, what are the things that would make you be missed? And I think that those things are that you always showed up. Mm. I would like people to say that I always showed up for them. Like if you are in my life, I will show up for you. I will show up for you if we haven't spoken to each other in 20 years and I loved you well once and you need something, I will show up you know um, I want I want to be seen like that. yeah, that, that would be someone who would show up. I want to be remembered as freaking hilarious. <laughs> Like, that girl said, like, I gave you this impassioned, like, it should be beautiful. <laughs> but also, I people should be like, she was crap and funny, and she made me laugh. I, I want that, you know? I definitely want that. I think about, like, what I want, what I remember my parents for, you know, like, the best things. And, and it, it really was the showing up, like, the, you know, just those those little moments, you know? Like, I, th- I think those are really important things. I'm supposed to give you three. Let's say one more thing. Um... I'd like to be remembered for.
0: I don't know. Give me yours. I'll, I'll try to think of a third. Okay. I would say um, probably a lot the same. When I'm dead, I want people to stand around and say, um, dang, she made me laugh so hard I spit my water out right. all over my desk. Mm-hmm. Or cause I value making people laugh. Mm-hmm. It's a skill right. that I work on. And I I work hard on coming up with clever things to say. And when somebody tells me that I have written something that made them laugh out loud, um, I feel really, really happy. And, mm-hmm. and so I... I really would like for people to to say that I made their life sillier, mm-hmm. and and I would really like for people to remember me um, as being honest mm-hmm. and and just a genuine, yeah. a genuinely nice person. Yeah. I'm trying.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> I would like people to say, "Dang, she seemed to have it figured it out. She lived well." Like I would like people to be like if I have a life like that, then I lived a a good life too. You know, like, like, I want people to be like, that
0: was a life well lived. I gave my dad this past weekend when they were visiting um, a magazine, or a catalog actually, and I said, you need to get this. And it's a book that's called I'm Dead, Now What? And it's where you write down all the stuff that you want people to do, like for your funeral and then also like your insurance information. <laughs> and like, yeah. Here uh, are all the creditors that you need to pay off. Right. <laughs> and, like,
1: nah, you don't pay those things, don't you know? Like they, that person's dead. Right. They, they, their credit card bill doesn't matter anymore. <laughs>
0: and every once in a while, I... um. We'll hear our song on the radio and I'll be like, I want this at my funeral. And I used to have a list of songs that I wanted played at my funeral um, because I feel like I want to set the vibe. Like I want to be in charge of how I go out. Of course out. you do. Like I can't I can't be in charge of how I die, mm-hmm. but I can I can be in charge of what happens after or at least I can make it sound in legal sounding language that there will be hell to pay if my wishes are not carried <laughs> out for how, for how I want the the exit party to go right uh-huh have you given any thought to how you want to want your funeral to be
1: not really the funeral so much but you were just talking about the music and i will tell you that one of the things that really still connects me with my parents is when i hear the songs that my parents were really into music too they introduced me to you know they really liked 50s, 60s, some early 70s, you know. So I know all the lyrics to all of those songs. And when I hear certain things, I can hear my dad's voice singing along or my mom's Mm -hmm. voice singing along, you know. And now my kids and I have such a connection through the albums we listen to, through what I teach them about music, you know, and whatever. And sometimes I think to myself, when they are adults, when they are older and I'm gone, they will hear these things and it will be something that brings me back for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is so beautiful. You know, I think that's so neat to have things in life that I know even, you know, as young as they are now, if, if I disappeared, which I mean, let's all, let's knock on wood, you know, that we're good here. But um, if I disappeared, there are strong things that they will remember of their mom,
0: you know? For me, that is the Big Chill soundtrack. Yeah, I grew up. We had a um, a vanagon, a Volkswagen vanagon. Oh, okay. Uh huh. It was kind of like the 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 fancier version of like the VW bus, but mm-hmm. it was a van. It was, and we would. Um, this was before there were real strict rules about seatbelts and stuff because I remember my parents would take the middle seat out of the van and put sleeping bags down and we would go on road trips Mm -hmm. and sometimes when we came back from the trip we wouldn't necessarily put the seat back in right away and we just kind of lived that way for a while so anyway i have a distinct memory of being in the van listening to the soundtrack for the big chill and so that was songs like you make me feel like a natural woman oh yeah ain't too proud to beg Ain't you proud to beg? Yeah, yeah. And I hear those songs now, and it brings me back, you know. So that makes me curious about something. Yes. What song, when mm-hmm. it comes on the radio, do you immediately have to turn off? Turn off because you cannot stand to listen to it either because it you either because it makes you too sad or it grates your nerves or whatever. What can you? What will you? Anything turn off? by
1: Ariana Grande.
0: Oh, really? Her
1: voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me. I absolutely hate her voice. Ariana
0: Grande, 100%. She has to go. For me, I cannot listen to the song, The Living Years. I don't even know if I know this. song. Oh, my gosh. I, it's from, like, it probably... Oh, like In the yes. Living Years. I'm going to make you listen to it, because I'm going to sing it right now. Somebody sang it when I was a kid. Is it Richard at, Marks? I don't know who sang it. I can't... I have a mental block against it, because... <laughs> Somebody um, sang it when well, I was a kid at you church. Told you. Mm-hmm. And he sang it. And at that time, I think somebody's dad had died and it just was too much. Uh-huh. And even now, and then the same way with um, that Green Day song, The Time of Your Life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No way.
1: When I was in high school, we used to do this thing called ropes. So we were in a class called Quest and Quest was like a getting to know yourself, getting to know the world, learning to be kind to other people, even if they're different from you kind of class. And at the end of the year, we did a trip to a high ropes course. Okay. And all of these high school kids climbed up the trees together and, you know, helped each other through these things. And in the nighttime, we would do these, you know, circles where you, you know, share your feelings and do all the, you know, like you bare your souls to one another. Like there was a night where, you get to get up and thank people who are in there. And maybe it's somebody who in elementary school did something nice for you that is not your friend anymore that you don't even talk to. And, you know, So it was this whole like just human connection kind of class. that um, I actually am really glad that my school did. It was a pretty cool thing to do. But um, they would play Michael W. Smith and A Friend's a Friend. Oh forever. yeah! And when I hear that, it's like that song would still make me cry. I believe if I if I heard it, you know, like and I think that anybody who went to high school with me and you know like did those quest classes, like their first memory when they heard that would be you know those ropes courses, you know, out in the middle of. Nowhere, Ohio, you know, uh,
0: that's your <laughs> classmates. Yeah. So you guys go on our Facebook page and let us know what song brings back memories for you, good or bad. And, and what is it? What does it make you think of? And then what do you do in response? I remember um, being on the bus, being on the school bus, coming home from school. And my friend Gail um, had had a baby chick as a as a pet mm-hmm. and it had died And um, the song Forever Young was on the radio and she said, oh, I just can't listen to this song. It just makes me think about, I can't remember what baby chick's name. And now whenever I hear Forever Young, I have to turn it off because it makes me think about (laughs) Gail and her baby chick. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. And now it's, thanks Gail, you ruined it for me. I remember a similar story,
1: riding on a bus in high school and Come On Eileen came on. (laughs) And a friend of mine lost her mind like she was yelling it because I was singing along because I'm always singing it It doesn't matter what song it is I'm singing along and she lost her mind she absolutely yelled at me and she was like stop singing that damn song like like crazy crazy woman and then I found out that it reminded her of her dad who hmm. had committed suicide hmm. and I didn't know like I, I I mean but yeah what do you do in response to it you know like sometimes like, I think music is one of those things that it's just it hits you, you know, and it it brings back memories and it is it is a binder, uh, you know, to other moments in your life. You know, mm-hmm. it takes you right to that place. You know,
0: well, it can be a form of therapy too to force yourself to listen to the song. Yeah, you know, if you maybe if you, you know, they, I I heard one time that if you have a song stuck in your head one way, I've tried this by the way and it doesn't work, one way <laughs> but let's
1: let's share it, you guys go try it see if it works,
0: <laughs> one way to get it out of your head is to let the song play out like listen to it the whole thing um, did not work, it just made it worse but kind of feeling like it's exposure therapy where if I turned on Green Day whatever the song, I don't know if it's actually it's called time, something tongue. unpredictable yes And I made myself listen to the whole song. Uh I would be fine, but but I wonder what I would face. Like what what feelings would come up that I'm afraid of that I turn the song off so I don't have to deal with. Now I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to listen. Now you're going to have to do it. Yeah, we'll we'll need a report next time, please, on your scientific (laughs) experiment here. Let's see how you do. Yeah. Okay, I have another question for you. Speaking of like music brings back memories. Um, and feelings, so do scents and aromas. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite kitchen related smell or aroma?
1: When I was in college, I got a brownie scented candle, okay that smelled so good When I would burn this, people thought that. You know, that I was cooking something delicious and I would set it right on top of my oven so that I could give the illusion that I was doing something, you know, meaningful and delicious. And I have never, ever, ever found another candle that smelled as good as that one. Mm. I've looked at brownie scented candles many times. And I will say that over the weekend I was in Thomasville. All of Thomasville just smells like flowers bread company (laughs) it smells like warm honey buns Mm. it is amazing and delicious and that's a pretty solid kitchen kitchen kitchen-y scent as well
0: that's a good one i think that i saw one time at goodwill a candle Ooh, i thought it was brownies but it wasn't it was bacon it was a bacon scented candle the stuff you see at goodwill Uh and it had been It had been burned down pretty far and somebody still sent it to Goodwill. And I couldn't resist. I was like, I've got to smell this. And it was it was definitely a bacon-scented candle. Definitely bacon, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite kitchen smell, I think, is pretty universal. Garlic and onions. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Reminds mm. me of my grandmother's kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she was um, Polish and my grandfather was Italian. And so pretty much everything that she cooked started with garlic and onions. <laughs> See,
1: that is like a semi aversive smell to me like oh, in, no. in a kitchen. Yeah, I mean, don't it's come to fine, my house. but I don't want it to linger for sure. And actually when I was in college, uh the company that administered our food services, whatever it was called, Saga, and when we would leave the cafeteria, we would be like I have saga smell. And it was a horrible thing. Like, if I smell saga smell, that is not, I don't want that clinging to me. I don't want that in the air around me. That's uh, me in Subway.
0: Yeah? I can hardly go in Subway because it smells so... I mean, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It smells like... Subway's
1: not going to sponsor us, Heather.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, ruining, you're ruining our ruining I won't tell here. you what I think it smells like, but I have a really hard time eating at Subway because... I don't like the way that their bread smells. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. Last lightning round. We, this has been the slowest lightning <laughs> I round. I was going
1: to say, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk for 10 minutes about each lightning round question. It's great. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. If you could have chosen your own name. What I did. Would it be? Oh, did you change your
1: name to Chrissy? Uh, my name legally was Kristen. My last name, my last name was Dybel growing up. Then I was married and had his last name, and I chose my own last name, too. Moore is my name that I chose. Um, really? Yes. No, Chrissy Moore is, I, I did name myself. I absolutely chose my own legal name. And if you would like the story of why I chose Moore, well, I can yeah, give you that, too. Of course. Well, um, there was a period of time in my life where I felt particularly unmoored. Moore um, meaning to... to be a fixed in place to be like a boat that is, you know, moored, put up to a structure, you know, and I felt like I was, you know, a little boat that was not tethered to anything. And, um, so it was kind of a reminder to myself that you can tether. That's okay. You can, you can kind of stay in one place, but I like the idea too, that you can, you can uproot, you can go out, you can sail, you know, but, but you want to come back and you want more. I also liked the play on words, you know, because I wanted more, you know, even though it's not spelled the same. I, I liked that, you know, and, and I like that my first initial is C because I want to see more. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to get out there and do more. So yes, I absolutely chose my own name. Whoa.
0: Not what I was expecting. Knowledge bomb. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. What would I... your name be? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I really and I still don't really like the name Heather. But my I the folklore is that my dad wanted to name me Bianca. I love the name. Bianca. I do, too. And I wish that he had gotten his way, but my mom didn't like it. And he he conceded to her. And I was named Heather after um, I think somebody that was that my mom knew. And she thought it was just a really pretty name. And she never knew anybody else named Heather. Of course, there's like eighteen heathers when I was in school. way it goes, yep. But I wanted to have a much more fancy name, and so when I was a kid, my I would, for a while, I um I put an exclamation point at the end of my name.
1: (laughs) That's cool. Because
0: I just felt like I did. You write it in bubble letters too? I
1: just Uh,
0: no. I just like I would just like write Heather with an exclamation point, and then it's more exciting. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I tried to have an e at the end, like. Heather A, Heather F. Just, this one was just Heather. <laughs> I was Heather R for a long time. And um, and then I was Heather with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I also wanted my name to be Heather. Let me see if I can remember all of the names. Heather, Jane, Cassandra, Melissa, Sarah, Judy, Rich.
1: You should have done that. So my parents actually gave me two middle names. So my dad wanted to name me Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y. Oh, cute. Which I think is very cute. I liked that. And it was after my grandma. My grandma's name was Virginia. But since he didn't get to name me Ginny, they decided to give me two middle names after both my grandmas. I have a younger sister. They could have saved one for her. But they didn't. (laughs) So my name was Kristen Virginia Elaine Dybel. And then when I got married... I said, I already have four names. I might as well just add this guy's last name as well. (laughs) So then I was Kristen Virginia Elaine Dibel, his last name. And so then when I changed my name myself after I got divorced, I dropped all the middle names. My legal name is just Chrissy Moore. I have no middle name. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I got rid of all that nonsense. Yeah.
0: So you guys at home, let us know what your name means to you. Do you like your name? Were you named for somebody in your family? If you were, do you like that person? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not named for anybody, but one of my nieces um, has the same middle name as me. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that it's because they think I'm great. I'm sure I hope so Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and I'm sure she's delighted
0: (laughs) she will be to share it with you well you know and it's pretty cool because she actually shares a lot of my personality traits and I I think that that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. well you know guys this show is all about um being authentic with you guys about just sitting down and and getting into it um and so this is the part of the show where we're going to end and because we're so authentic we haven't thought of how to end the show yet so we're just gonna say bye bye guys deep voice guy how'd we do
1: i think you ladies did absolutely fabulous and for those of you looking to increase your dosage make sure to connect with the chrissy and heather show on facebook and instagram